0: Hi again everyone, welcome to this second installment of Confident in the Chaos, our our study of Habakkuk the prophet. Last time we looked at the paradox of faith and what we were talking about was how when we see everything around us that seems to be contrary to righteousness, how we choose to believe in God and choose to see things from God's perspective and what he is actually doing in our world. Believing that God is at work for our good. Now that's hard when everything we see around us is really bad. And it's made worse, as we see here today, when we are told that God is actually using something bad for our good. In verse 5 of chapter 1, God said to Habakkuk, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you, for indeed I am raising up the Chaldeans. Now this is incredible. God was using the Babylonians as his instrument. And God told Habakkuk that he was going to get his prayers answered, but in a way that he never ever expected. He was bringing Babylon against Judah to chasten them. And Habakkuk just couldn't get his head around this. Now here's a lesson, if ever there was one learn it early in the Christian life, that there are many things that you won't be able to get your head around. God begins to describe how wicked these people are. Um, I'm going to read it in the message in chapter 1, verse 6 through to 11. The Babylonians are fierce and ferocious, world-conquering Babylon, grabbing up nations right and left, a dreadful and terrible people making up its own rules as it goes. Their horses run like the wind, attack like bloodthirsty wolves. A stampede of galloping horses thunders out of nowhere. They descend like vultures, circling in on carrion. They're out to kill. Death is on their minds. They collect victims like squirrels gathering nuts. They mock kings, poke fun at generals, spit on forts and leave them in the dust. They'll all be blown away by the wind, brazen in sin. They call strength their God. What a people. History tells us that they would have made pyramids out of skulls, people's heads. They would have lit up their gardens, palatial gardens, with bodies tarred and and set aflame. And so Habakkuk the prophet is confused, as you can appreciate. He says in verse 12, chapter 1, Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die, O Lord. You have appointed them for judgment. O rock, you have marked them for correction. You are of pure eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. The message puts it like this. But you can't be serious. You can't condone evil. So why don't you do something about this? Why are you silent now? This outrage. Evil men swallow up the righteous and you stand around and watch. <laughs> Can you appreciate it? the prophet's dilemma he's crying out why Lord why are you doing this and how can you do this you are holy of pure eyes and behold iniquity and you're using this wicked people uh, to, to chastise us how can a holy God use a wicked nation to punish his chosen people it makes no sense Now sometimes there are things that come into our lives that just don't make sense and don't appear to fit in with what we know of God. But here's something we need to to remember. Not all we know of God is all there is to know of God. Let me repeat that. Not all we know of God is all there is to know of God. See how in verse 5, Um, This verse was lifted and used by Paul the Apostle in Pisidian Antioch in Acts chapter 13 verse 41 when he was warning the Jews that they had rejected the cross and of course the cross was an offence. It didn't make sense to them. Uh, It was moronic. But they rejected the cross, and therefore they rejected the gospel, and that gospel was embracing Gentiles at that moment in the Acts of the Apostles, and this was also an offense to them, because the Jews considered the Gentiles unclean, and that they could never enter the kingdom of God. And so that seemed, in their understanding, to be in keeping with their interpretation of the scriptures, and what what they had as a grasp of the character of God, but there was something they didn't. No, something they couldn't see. And we've all got blind spots and limited knowledge. We can't see the big picture as God sees. We might see a frame of the film, but only a frame, not the whole movie. Now, what should our response be to the mysterious ways of God and the mysterious ways of life? Well, we see it in chapter 2 and verse 1. Habakkuk says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he, God, will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Now, it's a good thing to wrestle with God about questions that perplex us. But let's take care to stop long enough to listen. Though it's good uh, to pray, it's also good to be silent at times long enough to hear God to hear what he has to say you remember young Samuel said speak Lord for your servant here sometimes it's more like the case with us that we're saying listen Lord your servant is speaking (laughs) we need to be still God has given us two ears and two eyes as opposed to one mouth for a good reason to watch to listen to what God might have to say. And this is exactly what Habakkuk does. Chapter two, verse one. He's going to watch to see what God will say. He positioned himself in solitude. But like Elijah, remember he was so depressed fleeing Jezebel and feeling that he alone was now left of the prophets of God, the righteous prophets. And you remember that God appeared to him, but God did not speak to him in the wind or the earthquake or the fire. But the Lord came in the still small voice, or as it could be translated, the voice of a gentle whisper. And if you're going to hear God's still small voice, you have to get quiet. I remember a while back, my wife um, was writing a card to a relative who had been ill and had an operation. And she came in to my study looking for a verse you know, to put on the card. And I have a number of verses that I just routinely would put on cards and letters and so on. And one of them is Psalm 46. And verse 10 and 11, be still and know that I am God. But I thought, well, I, I, I feel bad just putting the same verse again. And then I noticed a couple of different translations of the Bible just sitting uh, on a stool beside me. And I thought, I'll see how they render that verse, be still and know that I am God. And the first was the Good News Bible, Good News for Modern Man. And it, it really impacted me when I looked at how it rendered, particularly be still, It read, stop fighting, he says, and know that I am God. Stop fighting. That's a different take on things, isn't it? And then I saw another translation, the Passion Translation, and I looked at it and it read like this. Surrender your anxiety or relax. Be silent and stop striving and you will see that I am God. Wow. Stop wrestling long enough to listen and we do have questions we do have dilemmas there are the the, the paradox of faith that we face in our lives but we need to come into that position of solitude and stillness before God to see what he has to say to us when we encounter the mysterious ways of the Lord those questions that we cannot answer those conundrums Those paradoxes, those enigmas of life. We need to stop, be still and listen to see what God has to say to us. There's also something else that's important that we notice that Habakkuk did. His posture of humility. Now he was in confusion. There was chaos all around him and he was angry at moments because of what he perceived as injustice. But this is what he says, I will see what I will answer when I am corrected. He was willing to receive the correction of God. He was willing to learn. He had a teachable spirit. He was prepared to receive a new perspective from God, to receive new revelation that would infuse his faith. We saw last time that the key verse really in this prophecy um, is chapter 2 verse 4, the just shall live by faith. And it takes faith, to have confidence in the chaos, to, to end the paradoxes and the mysterious ways of God, to actually receive new perspective from Him as you sit in the silence and wait on a word from God. His perspective, that takes faith. That's how the righteous live. God's ways at times are deeply mysterious. And we don't have answers for everything, that's for sure. And that's why Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That's faith. But notice the verse doesn't say all things are good. It says we know that all things work together for good. And God can even take the bad and work it together for a good. Then later down that chapter 8, verse 31, it says, What shall we say to these things? Of course, that's talking about what Paul has already recited in that chapter. But what do we say to these mysterious things in our lives that we don't understand? Paul continues, if God is for us, this is what we say to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? we can move down who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake we are killed all day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am persuaded neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. That's faith. In the midst of these things, these mysterious ways, in the midst of persecution, suffering, death, demonic attack, Paul is able to say that my faith in the God who gave his Son in this confusing perplexing way crucified and yet being a a sacrifice for us this God who gave us the cross which is an offense to the religious mind this God who gave his son in this way will give me all things even through the chaos even through the perplexity and the mystery I am persuaded I am confident of his love. And that nothing can separate me from his love. William Cowper, or Cooper as he's sometimes called. Was an 18th century hymn writer and poet. He wrote hymns like there is a fountain filled with blood. And another wonderful hymn. God moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. But what you may not know is that at the age of 32. William Cowper passed through a crisis in his life. Some people have suggested that he got twisted up in, in theology that wrecked his head around the sovereignty of God. I don't know, but one thing I do know is he tried to end his life by many means. First of all, taking poison. Then when that failed, he, he hired a horse-drawn taxi and he ordered it to to take him to the River Thames in London and uh, he went to the bridge there. But that night was a very foggy night and the driver wouldn't take him any further. so. William was very disgusted and he he got off the cart and he walked to the bridge himself only to find himself standing at his own doorstep. Frustrated and angry at this, uh, he went into his own house, he tied a rope to the ceiling and he tried to hang himself. He was found unconscious but alive lying on the floor. The next morning he fell upon a knife and only for that blade of the knife to break and his life again to be spared. The following day he actually experienced an unusual fit of joy coming over him. And in response to that, he lifted the Bible, the Word of God, um, from his shelf and and he opened it the Epistle of the Romans. Now, I don't know what passage he read, it wouldn't surprise me. It was Romans 8 that we just recited. But whatever he read, he found great strength in it, great relief. And he took a pen and a piece of paper and he wrote these words as he reflected upon the past day. And it was this hymn, God Moves in Mysterious Ways. Think about these words god moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform he plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm deep in unfathomable minds of never failing skill he treasures up his bright designs and works his sovereign will ye fearful saints fresh courage take the clouds you so much dread Are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence he hides a smiling face. His purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter and he will make it plain. Maybe you're struggling with the mysterious ways of life or what you perceive to be the mysterious ways of Almighty God. The paradox of faith has been a wrestle for you, the many questions, things that don't make sense when you understand the Bible and you think you understand the character of God. But can I encourage you today, like Habakkuk, with all your questions, in all the chaos, to come to your watchtower, to sit in solitude and silence, to be still, to stop, fighting, to surrender your anxiety, to relax and be silent. Stop striving and listen to see what he has to say to you. Allow him to bathe you in the love of Christ. Allow him to soak you in his grace, his favour, his promises that will enable you to see into the future and to learn his perspective. Will you allow him to give you the gift of fear? To trust him. Even when you don't understand his hand. You know his heart. Let's pray. Father I thank you for Habakkuk. I thank you that he, he was a man of flesh and blood like us. And he understood what it was to look around him and see things that just seem to contradict your word and who you are, Lord. And Lord, we just come to you with all our questions, with all our problems, with all our issues, with the things we wrestle with, the things that perturb us. Lord, we come to you with them all and we come and sit at your feet. And we, like Habakkuk, would ask that you would help us Just to sit in silence to see what you have to say to us. Lift our eyes off what we do see and know and think we understand. To a higher plane. To know your ways. To know your thoughts. And most of all to know your heart which is good for us. And whilst it was hard for Habakkuk at that moment to understand that your ways were good for him and for God's people. We thank you that Paul could enter into the the spirit of God And the understanding of the Spirit who searches our hearts and the mind of God. To know that all things work together for good. Even the bad stuff Lord. You're able to translate it into such a way as to be for the purposes that you have for us. Plans not to harm us but to prosper us. To give us a hope and a future. And may people right now listening to me. Be able with the grace of faith to reach out. And lay hold upon this this hope that is in you Lord Jesus Christ the one who was crucified for us in ignominy what seemed to be contradiction to everything that the Jews were expecting of Messiah and yet God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself this was the greatest work that you ever did and yet it seemed that all hope was lost. And the light of the world had been extinguished. But we thank you for resurrection hope Lord. And we put our faith in the one who has risen from the dead. And is alive never to die again. And Lord I just pray that the hope of resurrection life. And faith in the living Christ. Who can work even the mess and the chaos. And the confusion together for ultimate good and purpose. That Lord that will bolster and strengthen people right now. In a supernatural way. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for the Holy Spirit's ministry in our lives. As we give you thanks for all your grace, all your promises, all your goodness to us. We declare, irrespective of what we see around us going on or what's happening in our lives, that you are a good father and that you are a good God and we choose to trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless. See you next time.